Thanks for tuning in to Flicks and Joysticks, where Grizzly and Daniel sit around and talk about their thoughts and feelings about movies and video games, past, present, and future. And we're back with another episode of Flicks and Joysticks. I'm Grizzly. I'm Daniel. And this is part two of our Lord of the Rings um, trilogy podcast. Breakdown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where we're going to go over the story today. Um, we The last episode, part one, we talked about our, um, our uh, the uh, just kind of some weapons and characters and just kind of talked about that kind of stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to go into the news of the day. All right, news of the day today, uh, one really big one, and I know everybody will be excited if you hadn't heard this. Uh, Kevin... Help me with his name. I'm not. Fee. 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 I don't know. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> he's responsible for all like the uh, Avengers movies. He's actually signed on to do a untitled and pretty much unknown Star Wars film. Nice. And no one has any more details really than that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're obviously just like with everything else they do, going to keep that really close to themselves. Right. But... We can have high expectations Mm -hmm. and pretty much be okay with having high Mm -hmm. expectations. Is there anything you have to complain with the Avengers? (laughs) No, there's really not. I mean, you know, I mean, the Avengers, I thought they they just really brought those characters to life. They brought the Marvel Universe to life in a way that DC just can't quite do. And I don't know if it's it's, um, Kevin or if it's... um, just directions or whatever, but yeah, but yeah, I mean Marvel, and um, so what do you think the new Star Wars is going to be out? Because because just for to make it clear, this is not he's not signing on for the Star Wars movie that's coming out because that's already yeah. This in, is this is totally it's going to be a totally separate. new trilogy. I don't know if it's a trilogy or a standalone. We don't know, but well, based off of I guess previous patterns, I guess you could say it will be a trilogy. More than likely, it will be. <laughs> right. You know. Um, they and like they hadn't even signed on for a date. It's just he's mm-hmm. he's contractually bound to do some work. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I think with his experience from like you said, bringing characters to life, mm-hmm. it seems like that's his wheelhouse is to do that instead of creating new ones with a new storyline. Mm-hmm. It seems like the old Republic is really set up to be on the big screen yeah. to come to life as like you said. Mm-hmm. It seems like if there's anybody that can take something from paper to film, mm-hmm. uh, comic book speaking wise and stuff, yeah. he's the guy. Right. And I don't think there's anyone else that's better at that than him mm-hmm. based on previous works. Right. And, you know, I remember playing those games, the Old Republic games. Those were those were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play them now, they might be a little dated, but, I mean, that was... That was one of the first kind of open world type games, but like more than that, I just remember the story being so incredible and and thinking this would make a great movie. So some of the games played out like a movie. Yeah, yeah, they really did. Uh, and I just now thought of this: Did you happen to see what Martin Scorsese said about the Avengers films? No, they're not cinema. He believes they're not even movies. Hmm. He said they're just adaptations, and he does not respect the films wow. or give them any credit in any way related to cinema, cinematography, wow. writing, uh, production, none of it. He basically thinks they're trash. Wow. Now, Martin Scorsese, very good uh, d- uh, d- director, tons of famous films, but I think that's kind of the... Um, what would you, what would you call it the the old man in the corner shaking his fist kind of right. thing you know um, yeah that was um, I don't want to say it was upsetting because I could really care less right but it was but, just really I've never heard anyone say that about yeah. the films and that was something that was like huh well and and say what you want like you can talk about how deep or how cinematic a movie is it doesn't matter it what matters what makes a movie good is if people like it and and. Numbers don't lie. I mean, mm-hmm. the Marvel movies have outsold. I mean, they, for every movie that comes out, I mean, it's guaranteed to make money just yeah. because it's a Marvel movie. But they all are that good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he makes very specific films made for a very specific type of audience, mm-hmm. and it's not anyone. Well, I, I take that back. 
it's not that his movies aren't intended for someone who might like the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. but when he's writing a script and stuff like that, he's not worried about the 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and, and up to whatever age you want to say. He's not worried about that group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not who he goes for. Right. And um, like his new movie coming out, The Irishman, has got um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in it. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Does that sound great? <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's probably one of the old mobster kind of movie. Right. But he's not going for that same target audience that the Avengers <laughs> going for. Right. Just because that so doesn't make it less of a film. Right. And that's just through his glasses. It's right. like I said, it's kind of that old man with them young whippersnappers, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but anyways, that was, yeah, that was something that's hard to chase that rabbit, but I saw no, that. That's good. It's kind of, it's like, huh, made me. And we go, huh? Yeah. Uh, and also, and <laughs> Chris, I know, I know that you have not heard of this, but I'm going to ask: uh-huh. Have you heard of the Untitled Goose Game? I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Okay, so it is a very simple game. Mm-hmm. It is a, I guess you could say, <clears throat> puzzle game. Mm-hmm. You're a goose. Yeah, you are a goose, <laughs> and it is kind of a 2D. Uh-huh. Animation, no real HDness to. I mean, it's <laughs> right. very simple, not pixelated, but it's real simple. And your objective is to do real quirky, little simple, fun things. <laughs> okay, you're a goose, and one of the missions might be you're in a garden, and you have to sneak and take the gardener's clippers <laughs> to the apple basket, <laughs> and if you get caught, you got to start over. You're a dead duck, so to speak. <laughs> And your I goose know, is cooked. Your so. goose is cooked, my man. Exactly. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, stupid, and simple. In its first two weeks, uh-huh. it sold over 100,000 copies. So it's out already. Oh, it's yes. It just doesn't have a name. It's and called it's, Untitled it, Goose the Game. The name of it is Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> and it has taken the world by storm. What, what's, what platforms are it I on? I believe it it's for everything. Really? I, I think it's Switch. All that stuff. I may have to check that okay. out. <laughs> I think it's I think it's in the Epic Game Store. I think it's like ten, fifteen bucks. Wow. Apparently it is take like the goat simulator. Remember all yeah, those I do type remember of that, games? Yeah. It's quirky. It's not supposed to be serious at all. Right. But it is apparently the best thing since sliced bread, man. <laughs> and it's if you watch YouTube it, you watch it, you'll sit there and say, Why have I wasted my time? <laughs> Dude. Like I said, two weeks, a hundred over a hundred thousand copies sold. Wow! Yeah, so dig into that. I may have to try to try it out just because of yeah. the popularity. Next episode, I'm out. I will see. We'll see <laughs> yeah. what you think about it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. We're gonna move on to a new segment, and it's gonna be called "What's New and What Are You Playing Right Now?" And that uh, we were just thinking, there's so many video games coming out soon, and ones that we are love to play. So we're we're gonna talk about which game we're most excited about and which game we're playing right now um, that we're either enjoying or not enjoying. But um, Daniel, do you want to take us for first? I'll start it off. Yeah, all right. So what's new, definitely what's new in uh, my little corner of the world is the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I could go on for probably four episodes about what the Modern Warfare series, I don't want to say means to me, but just the memories, mm-hmm. the time put in. Mm-hmm. You know, it came out when I was like in high school and middle school. Dude, that's like prime time. Mm-hmm. And it's not a remaster. It's a reboot. Reboot, yeah. So it takes place timeline-wise before the original Modern Warfare okay. trilogy that come out. Not a long time before, but, mm-hmm. but a little bit before. Um, I know concerns that a lot of people necessarily need to have is is this just like are they just cashing in on the name right it, or is it going to do it justice mm-hmm. just from the beta that he, I played, you played the beta right? I did Correct. play the beta okay. it was a well depending on what platform you had it for X amount of days I had it for uh, three days mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday I could not put it down really I did not want to put it down mm. I'm an older man now <laughs> I ain't you know 15 like I used to be able to right. Dude, I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Nice. And it was so much fun, dude. Mm-hmm. And it was fun for the same reasons it was fun back then. Mm-hmm. Not overly complicated. <clears throat> a little skill. A little madness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had all the... And it's got the kill streaks back. Nice. Uh, in previous ones, they didn't have them or they changed the way you get them. Score streaks. No, nah, it's three kills, you get a UAV. Five, you know what I'm saying? Right, like that. Right. Super excited about that. 
what I'm playing right now, and I can't believe I'm even going to say this because I'm embarrassed because I'm such an Assassin's Creed fan. I'm now starting the third episode of the DLC, the uh, Fate of Atlantis. Gotcha. It's actually the Atlantis part. Just mm-hmm. finished up Hades. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get into that. That's that's pretty cool. That, that might have been my favorite part of the, the DLC. Really? The okay. Atlantis part. I think that city is just really cool looking. I hadn't even know? seen it. I have oh, not yeah, seen, it. seen it. I have yeah. not seen it. Okay. Yeah, it's a really cool looking city. And um, it's it's kind of... You think it's going to be hard to traverse, but it's not. Oh, okay. Like it's easier than it fit, than at first glance. It looks like it's okay. going to be to traverse, but okay. um, but yeah, I mean there was, you're you're probably better off waiting, till now because I played it when it first dropped. I don't remember when it was, a month or two ago, something like that. I played it when it first dropped, and there was a bug, and which. A game this massive is going to have bugs. It just is. They are very big. Even the and, DLCs are big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the DLC, seriously, the DLC for Assassin's Creed could almost be its own game, really. And um, they, uh, there was, but there was a game breaking bug. See, I, I'm not one that cares about bugs that much. I mean, if I'm walking and, like, my hand goes through a wall. I don't care. That doesn't Glitch bother me. Glitch a tree you know, for a second. Yeah. yeah. That does. Yeah. That doesn't bother me one bit. But when it makes me not be able to progress in the game. That's where, that's where it bothers me. And and there was a bug. They they fixed it because with a patch. I know, mm-hmm. but um, there was one of the things you have to do is, I mean, which it's Assassin's Creed. I'm not giving away anything. You have to kill like, you know, five of the order or whatever you know followers of fo- something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, never done that before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, and uh, and the the bug was. Um, when I would kill people, it would well. If I stealth killed them, it was fine. But if if I fought them and killed them, it wouldn't register that they were dead. It would register that really? they were passed out on the ground. Oh, so and you I couldn't, couldn't progress. kill them, and I couldn't because when you do that, you have to confirm kill, yes. and it wouldn't let me confirm the kill. And so it's wow, like they were just that, laying there, and I could oh. I could sit there and attack them over and over again, and it would be like health would just keep coming off, but oh. nothing would. So I, I, that I, is game breaking. Yeah, I, you're right. I put it yeah. down for a while, and yeah. then when they fixed it, I played it, and it it's it's really good. I mean, good. And uh, I mean, just Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I mean, people people said Skyrim was a big game. I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a beat. Uh, it's. I, I mean, I really do. Yeah, I mean that that was at one point in time the gold standard, and you know Assassin's Creed. Not everybody's a fan of it, understandably so. But just in that little frame, mm-hmm. you might be right. Mm-hmm. You really might, the scope of everything yeah. is. I mean, is I intense. haven't done everything in the main. Oh no! I no. think I've done most of the missions, but I haven't explored everywhere. There's a few islands that are blacked I'm out. I'm the same still. way, dude. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've been all over it, but I'm like, there's three more over in that score. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I've decided to do, and, and on top of that, they keep coming out with the Tales of Greece. Quests. Dude, I've got <laughs> pages of that you know, to do, man. And ships, epic ships yeah. and stuff, or yeah. whatever. And they, they um, and and one of the, it's not just one quest that they come out with. It's like one quest line. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably like three or four quests yeah. and one one line of that. And it's, I mean, let's just say you're not going to get bored if you play Assassin's Creed. Plenty Odyssey. to do. Yeah. yeah, plenty to do. All right, oh, you tell okay. me, talk to me. Let's see. I guess I kind of got two games that I'm excited about, and it's hard for me to pick between, so I'm just going to say both of them. One is the Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order, or Fallen Jedi something. Jedi Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order. Order, yeah, I got that backwards. But um, I am a little skeptical, just because we've talked before. You know, I won't go into much of that. I am skeptical, but I hope that it's... I'm really excited about it. It looks good. Um, and I'm also excited about the game called The Outer Limits. And it was. it's a... It's like a spacey shooter but it's but it's like an RPG kind of like the Fallout games a little bit it's okay. made by it's made by the people who made Fallout New Vegas I think and that was so, one of their biggest ones yeah right? and that was one of the, the biggest ones and so I've seen a little bit of gameplay it looks it looks really just incredible and and I think it'll be it'll be fun is it first person shooter? yeah it's first okay. person shooter okay. so and what I'm playing right now is I'm playing Borderlands 3. I, um, I downloaded it 
No, I'm sorry. I, I bought the the disc, but I bought it and I can't put it down. Really? And and when I say I can't put it down, I mean I've already played through the story once, and I'm halfway through the story again with a really? second character. Oh, like, that's awesome, man! I can't Dang. put it down, and and I love. I have a couple of friends that play, and I get on there with them and help. And it's like you help them with their missions, and they help you with yours. Ah, and, and yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just it. I don't know. It's it's so quirky but so fun and there's so many easter eggs in there and and I'm going to bring I'm going to mention this easter egg just because our main topic is Lord of the Rings and there's a Lord of the Rings easter egg in Borderlands that is so cool dude and they uh, there's a quest closer to the end of the game and it's a side quest but you um spoiler alert if you don't want to hear then then whatever but um if uh, you go into this little cave and then all of a sudden it's a quest that's lined up like the Mines of Moria from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and you, and you're just, it, it hit me. I realized it, not story-wise, but when you walk in and the place said, this is no mine. That was the name of the place. Ah. And I knew at that point that this was the Lord of the Rings. Dude, how big of a smile did you crack <laughs> yeah. when that happened? I smiled so yeah. big when I did Because Lord of the Rings is my favorite. And, um, and, you know, and of course then there was that whole... Is it really? Is it maybe? And then you come to this room that's got a tomb in it, and it is Balin's tomb with the light coming in from the from the hole and everything. I mean, it's yeah. it's blatantly yeah. obvious. That's so good. And man. it was just it was just really cool. That's awesome. Do do you feel like do you feel like more games should try to do Easter egg stuff like that? I think it's cool. I do. Too. I, I, I really do. I do too. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I know obviously with like licensing and things like there's all kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they didn't put that in there as a selling point or to make money no. off of it. And they didn't. It's not named Lord of the Rings. It's right. not. Yeah. So yeah. technically, they're not violating any copyright laws yeah. or anything. Yeah. And and there's a, a real quick and because this is one that nobody nobody will catch. I just happened to read it. I didn't catch it when I was reading it. I mean, when I was playing it, but. There's a Downton Abbey Easter egg no in way. Borderlands no 3. Way. What, what Have you ever seen Downton Abbey? I took my wife to go see the movie, Chris. So, yes. <laughs> well, yes, I have. I actually really enjoy it. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen all the shows. And um, um, the main the main character, or well, I don't, it's hard to say main character because there's a bunch, but the main guy of the house, his name is Robert Crawley. Well, in the game, you fight the boss that's named Bobby Crawley and he's dressed up in that like no he's Downton not Abbey attire <laughs> and it's like it's just funny like <laughs> okay now that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good so. uh, also quick easter egg and you probably can you know more about this probably than me but Assassin's Creed 2 mm-hmm. when you have to find uh, Da Vinci mm-hmm. uh, or no I'm sorry Brotherhood Brotherhood you gotta find mm-hmm. Da Vinci you go down these little steps, this little back alley, and you hear this voice, and it's like tapping, and like, hey, hey, and it's coming from a metal box behind yeah. the wall, and apparently, and I don't know this, apparently that's a Easter egg for Metal, metal Gear Solid. Huh. Apparently something about nice. the metal box and hiding in it and yeah. baiting people. I don't know. There's something in there. That's cool. I never understood what that was, because mm-hmm. I never played the Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. It, when you see little stuff like that. You can go back on a game a year, two, three, four, and you're like, I'm going to look up on Google the Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I didn't even know that was an Easter egg. Yeah. It makes stuff like that really cool. And in a way, I guess like with Borderlands 2, you have to be kind of ballsy to do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you, you just kind of got to do it and be yeah. like, well, bleep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, so, But that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, there, there was cool. an Easter egg in Assassin's Creed 2, like the, original, the first one. Um, um his uncle or whatever his name is Mario. And when you get there, he goes, it's a me, Mario. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there was ever a more obvious <laughs> Easter egg, I don't know it, but I don't know it. I, I one time, uh, uh, I downloaded when they remastered it, I downloaded yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I was playing at the living room and Amanda, my wife comes through right at that moment. She goes, huh, how'd they do that? <laughs> <laughs> so That's but, awesome. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, chasing that rabbit on that. But that's yeah, that's, funny. Going back to the game you're excited about, you said it was made by the Fallout people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know that's got rapport behind it. Mm-hmm. 
I hate those games, dude. Right. I do not like Fallout. Mm-hmm. Love Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I love Oblivion. All that stuff. I don't like. I don't. I just don't like the Fallout games. Is man. it the setting or how it's played or the gameplay or like what? What do you think? You know, the setting just didn't quite pull me in. It's cool. It's a really cool story. Right. It's really, you know, the bomb and all that stuff going on. You know, mm-hmm. It's really cool. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. This the story a little bit was was good. But something about that, I don't know what you would call it, was like, like in the 50s or 60s, but it's like right, kind of futuristic. Right. Yeah. That just don't have a pull to me. Right. I don't know. I think from there it kind of soured me. Right. That way, so. Well, this game is like very like sci-fi, and hopefully, I'll, I'll play it and let you. Let me know, let, you know, let and, me know. <laughs> and I'll let you borrow it, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, if you want to move on. Then yeah, we, then let's we can. do it. Okay. All right, so our main topic all right, so the Lord of the Rings, obviously, like we said, the main trilogy. We're going to dig into the story a little bit mm-hmm. on each of the three movies. Yeah. And if it's okay with you, mm-hmm. let's start with The Fellowship. Yeah. And I think you might feel the same way. I don't want to stay here too long because yeah. the first movie sets everything up. I right. You put that very yeah. well. It just does. Yeah. It, puts, it sets everything up. And, I mean, Boromir. Mm-hmm. Sean um, Sean Bean Sean Bean yeah. he's awesome yeah he is but he dies like he does in every other movie <laughs> I know, right? there's little highlights and stuff but mm-hmm. just just for me one mm-hmm. thing that I'll just hit this real quick that I like about the first movie and I think it has more to do with the, the director there is literal pages and pages and pages of details mm-hmm. that they have to leave out right they, you can't fit right. that whole book into one movie right but I still feel like I knew what was going on. Right. There was some names I didn't know. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I can't remember this, what's the lady's name that's, man, she's killing me. Lady Elwin, or um, she can turn, she turned green whenever she went to get the ring or talked to uh, Frodo about getting the ring and uh, uh, she fought, um, oh my gosh. Was she, was she the one that kind of, rode with him or was it the one that like tried to take the ring from him kind of that he offered it to her? yeah yeah she offered he offered it to her she yeah. lives with the elves and yeah all yeah stuff. Galadriel yeah. Galadriel yeah yeah, yeah Galadriel yeah. like it doesn't really tell you too much about her mm-hmm. but it didn't break the story or anything for me you right. just knew she was important and powerful mm-hmm. and if you listen closely to her dialogue there's enough in there where you're like oh okay well she used to she used to have a ring okay mm-hmm. okay I, okay I get no, it she still does or, no she still yeah, does yeah she I'm still sorry. does have a ring but she yeah. still does and it's little things like that that they have to do it that way yeah so I'm not complaining I'm actually very impressed with how they did that because yeah. there's so much to pack in mm-hmm. so much to pack in yeah and um, um, yeah, um, just I'm trying to think highlights of that. Well, I kind of mentioned this in the Borderlands thing, but Balin's tomb was a really cool, yeah, cool um, story there. And I just think about the um, the the disappointment and devastation for Gimli because he thinks that he's going to see his family. And it's going to be this place where they can just hang out and almost recoup and refresh and it get there they get there and it's not that at all yeah it's you know? very very opposite of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and he's so so tough and everything he uh he almost I don't want to say breaks character he breaks so far away from that you're almost like you could really buy into him breaking down like that because yeah. he did such a good job of mm-hmm. showing that emotion and stuff but you're right that was it was almost tough to watch a couple yeah. times, man, because yeah. he's so rugged and he's mm-hmm. you know this dwarf or whatever, yeah. you know. And yeah, he's it was good, it was good. But but the ending with with the um, with the Balrog and everything that man to me that's when the franchise really hooked into people, right? Because it had action and and a little gore and stuff like that. But that was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what am I watching? Yeah, this like, is nuts. Yeah. And you <laughs> what know, is this story? What's funny is, and, and just a real quick recap is, is that, you know, we're introduced to the, to the hobbits. We're introduced to the characters and Frodo gets the ring because Bilbo like goes crazy and he does that crazy. Like, thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is very scary. The first time. Yeah. Happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it just kind of sets up the story, and and man, I'm putting this away in a nutshell. But they go to the Council of Elrond and decide that they need to take the ring back to Mount Doom because 
um, to destroy it. You guys know the story. But, um, and then the, 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 that's like the first half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie is their beginning of their journey towards that and all the stuff that happens. And I remember when I watched the, I watched the movie, I watched Fellowship of the Ring the day it came out. And we were in the movie theater. And when it shows Sam and Frodo walking away, um, and then the credits start rolling, there's a lady in there that goes, Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, <laughs> like, she was not ready for the movie to be over. She was like, this, She was pulled in deep. Yeah. Man, but, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So, yeah. I love stuff like that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It, um, I actually, at the time, I don't want to say it like this. I, until recently, basically, when me and you became friends, mm-hmm. never really was into Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but. And I was never really into sci-fi that much, really, until you know, probably the past eh, 10, 15 years, something yeah. like that. If you let your guard down a little bit yeah. and just take it for what it is, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But with Lord of the Rings, and this really has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> um, the lore and the story behind it, mm-hmm. you you could read for days. And it just gets <laughs> yeah. deeper and deeper and deeper, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's that first one really sucked a lot of people in, and when I actually sat down and watched it with my guard down a little bit, it sucked me in too. Yeah, it really well except for Frodo. That's we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we talked about last episode. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it was it was good. It, it's 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 hard to start a movie off, or a trilogy off when it's that packed full of info. Right, but. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Pretty darn good. I think Peter Jackson did a great job yeah. with with this. And I know some people say he changed some things and left some parts out. But as far as just bringing the story to life and the characters to life, I think I don't think anybody else could have done it better, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So moving, yeah, moving forward, let's, let's hit the two towers. And I, I don't want to go long right? because <laughs> it's hard. We might even have to break this one up. I don't know. But... <laughs> I just want to say this about the two towers. Um, with Gandalf dead, you know, so or however however you want to say it, and the way that the story's gloominess really starts to set in in that movie. Yeah, I loved it. I'm not a dark kind of guy, mm-hmm. but I hate. Oh, it's rainbow and sunshine. Here comes the hero. Right. That these this trilogy never had to, did it have moments of that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's ups with the downs. <clears throat> yeah. It's not all oh here's the end of the movie and it's everything's fine and that's it. Right. No, there's it, it, there's downfalls of characters. Mm-hmm. There's there's kind of I guess well literal reincarnations of characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the two towers really did a good job of that for me. You're, but the, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. just real quick. The first I've watched the movie several times to really understand it. The first probably two times I watched the Two Towers and even Turn the King, I did not like the King. I didn't even like Rohan that much. Yeah, I was like, man, these guys are kind of cocky, and I, the King, eh, I don't know, he yeah. kind of he. They're the best part of the whole trilogy, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> they they're are. the best part. They man. are. They're so good. Oh man, the the scene where he gets exercised by Gandalf that I mean that gave me chills it gave me chills oh yeah it's heart pounding it's intense yeah it's really really good um I did like where and help me out with this nope that's in Return of the King I take that back I'll pull that back but where he where he uh pulls the sword out yeah after he's kind of come back and you can just kind of feel getting himself back a little bit you're like oh this is awesome but then he turns his to the eyes look, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> this does not end well for you. That's <laughs> yeah, really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. Um, do you think that I can't remember his little that guy's name who who was who was kind of manipulating them, but him and the guy from the Hobbit movies who was uh, with the River People, mm-hmm. who was like the king's aide, right? Do they not? They're not the same character, but they serve the same purpose, don't they? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Does that bother you? Or or when you see something like that, and if in your mind you say, oh, they're kind of the same, does that break immersion for you? Like, does that bother you? It doesn't for me. I could no, care less. I, I don't think so. I think if his name was like, if there was like 
another movie and it was named was Trodo or something. I mean, yeah. you know, it might be a little right. much, but right. yeah. but yeah, um, parallels. You know, I, I guess yeah. what I was trying to think of. I don't think so because when when you're writing like a certain genre or, or a certain type of of a movie or show or book, um, there's certain tropes that you use, and I, I just think I think it's okay. I think I it's okay. You. I got you. Well, talk talk to me about the two tigers, Chris. Talk to me. Well, I've seen them so many times now that honestly, my least favorite parts are the Sam and Frodo parts. Like, yeah, I mean, I know. I, they do build it up, and you get to see like just how dark and desperate their journey is. But I just like the other parts better, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and kind of like you said, I mean, we get to see the dark darkness of this, and and like. And that's that's the beauty of the two towers is that it shows you how bleak this this hope the hope they have actually is because in the fellowship you're like yeah they're gonna do this I mean they're all together well start two towers the fellowship split the fellowship spread uh, basically yeah, yeah. the and plan kind of fell apart yeah really soon yeah <clears throat> yeah and so that and <clears throat> but I love. I don't know. <laughs> One of my favorite things, I, I joke with people a lot, and uh, when we're talking about being hungry and stuff, we're like, why can't we have some meats? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about him? He looks fresh or whatever. It's yeah. like so. Yeah. And you know, that kind of reminds me of something else I wanted to point out. The, I don't know what you call makeup or costumes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't do it like that anymore, really, no. do Because that's, I mean, okay, of course, yes, there's some CGI. But in all those things, that's real costumes, yeah. man. And it didn't look, you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 in 1994. was like <laughs> <Right>. latex <laughs> right. suit that weighs 9,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Which, quick side note, did you know you can go on eBay and bid on that suit? Of, I think it's Leonardo's right now. Really? For about 5,000 bucks. <laughs> But um, how can I put this? This this may not be very child friendly. Um, it's old rubber, so it's worn down, and the crotch area is a bit <laughs> elongated, maybe from from, from droopage. <laughs> so if you want, you can bid on that real quick. If you want, oh, let me check it right now. The mouth kind of drooped off to the side, like it had a stroke, maybe or something. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you know. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there, but anyways, right. uh, yeah, that's um, that's impressive because because mm-hmm. even the camera gets so close to their face, mm-hmm. you, that's that's not a guy in there. There's no way there's a person. I know, that right? There's but no it way. Is. There's no way. It's makeup and costumes. Yeah, it's incredible. It's and, incredible. And um, but man, the story like, of course, you got um, uh. The whole Aelmir, like you, inter- they introduced some characters, Aelmir and Aelwyn, and all of that. And um, I think Aelmir, I think I might have said this before, but Aelmir is one of, the, I think, the least, or maybe the most underrated character because he's such, he plays such an integral role, yet he doesn't get that much screen time. And and of course, Carl Urban. I think I talk about him every time we talk about yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And then. Like like you said, the the whole Rohan people, but and I don't know if you've ever seen the extended version. Have you seen the extended versions? I'm not sure. I'm um, not sure. Well, in the extended versions, when they have the funeral for his for Theoden's son, uh, Eowyn just starts singing, and it like caught me off guard. And I was really? Like, Whoa! Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I've maybe seen you, that or maybe not. I need to let you borrow the extended you might need versions. To. Yeah, I don't think because, I don't know if I've seen that or because not. Because if you haven't, like, it's not just a sword swipe here or there. It's actual story parts that like like maybe like delve deeper into the lore or delve deeper into what this character's about or you know stuff like that get into that so i mean it's like now they're like four hours long or a little bit more but i mean you know i mean you gotta you gotta tell the wife hey i'm doing research for the (laughs) podcast huh oh yeah yeah, i just gotta you know it's part of it yeah (laughs) for sure for sure um and and something else too that just just popped in my head the first couple times, oh gosh, the trees is it the imps? imps. Is that imps? Imps. imps. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I was so bored when those parts the first couple times, mm-hmm. but I think it's because I kept looking forward past mm-hmm. that to like just I want to see some swords clanging and banging. Right. I was kind of sucked into that, but like I said, you kind of put your guard down and slow down a little bit. 
that was tough. Mm-hmm. That story wise, that's that's real tragic. Yeah. He literally is thinking he's fixing to be done dropping the two mm-hmm. uh um uh, oh my gosh, what was their names? Mary and Pippin. Mary and Pippin, yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to drop them off. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. everything's cut down. And I Everything's remember, cut down. I didn't have, like, when they said they were going to fight, I thought it would be bad. Like, I thought they would be decimated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they were not. <laughs> yeah, no. No, they were, um, they could hold their own. They they yeah. did just fine. Mm-hmm. But, but see, it was funny, too. They let the dam down. Mm-hmm. And that was so. That's one of those cinematic moments. You know, hope hopefully Martin Scorsese approves of that. Uh, <laughs> but where it's like a cleansing, you know what I mean? Letting right. the dam out and cleansing, and mm-hmm. then it floods of the little cave or everything. That that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It it didn't take um, a scholar to come up writing that script, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, how, what what would you say? Visually speaking, it was really cool to see. Right. It was really neat. Right. It was really neat. You're like, wow, this is kind of a big turn the tide at least yeah, kind of momentarily absolutely. a little yeah. bit so yeah I, I really like that part I really like that oh, part oh and you gotta you can't mention Two Towers without mentioning when all hope was literally lost and then Gandalf shows up with the whole army yep and that's the chills part dude. yeah that's the chills yeah. part yeah and he just takes off I mean they take off running down the mountain and you don't even wonder if they're gonna win that battle like you just don't wonder yeah and oh, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, or let you just wait and watch it in the in the extended version. Well, I'll tell you this one thing because it's That's fine. it's not it's not that huge. But um, when when Gandalf and them come down the hill and fight all the orcs, you know, a bunch of them run off, and so you think, well, what happened to them? Well, the extended version it shows you what happened to them. Um, they all all the orcs that ran off run into Fanghorn Forest, and then. You you'll see um, when when um, Treebeard when they before they fight before the Ents fight he he says the trees are talking to each other or something he said they have business with the orcs but my business is with Isengard tonight so okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah he yeah. says okay. that well um, so all the orcs run into the forest then you see the trees start moving and twisting and you start hearing like screams and oh. like so the forest kills the rest nice of the got orcs. its revenge back like, got its yeah. business taken yeah. care of yeah dang that's so, okay yeah I'm gonna steal that, that from you yeah okay. that's why you need to watch cause stuff like that yeah 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 like, so yeah, I, you need I, to I watch just, okay I'm yeah. with you that's amazing heck yeah uh, and also real quick before we before we move on the the first time I watched when uh, I, I don't know what his real name is but when the berserker orc Who's yeah. gonna go light the fuse of the bomb? Yeah, and Legolas is trying to. <laughs> oh man! And and, and uh, was Aragorn saying Legolas? You know, mm-hmm. he didn't call anybody else. He didn't call on the thousands of people behind him. Yeah. he wanted Legolas to take him out. Was he shooting four or five times? Yeah, yeah dude, right. don't stop. He no. takes hits, came out, and I'm like, drop him. Drop him, and then he gets a four shot. I'm like, drop him, <laughs> yeah, like, and he literally just dive, dive bombs me. into <laughs> into the bottom. Boom! And you know, like we saw that happening though, because right before that, Theoden says, "Is this it? Is this all you can conjure, Sauron?" Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you should have said that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it definitely saw it come. But I'm just thinking, but yeah. I just thought there's no way it's that easy. I mean, I know I easy in a, in a wrong way there, but right. but it's no way it's that easy. And it, that was that was that was pretty intense. I was like mm-hmm. leaning forward. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Drop them yeah. now, and it doesn't happen, man. It does not happen. Mm-hmm. That was a good part. That was good stuff. And I also love when uh, you know they're bringing up the big giant ladders, and they shoot. He shoots the rope off one, and it falls back and kills like a chunk of yeah. the army. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, and not not to mention the music. Mm. The music oh, is so perfect in that. And you got the orcs chanting and stuff like, <laughs> yeah. golly, man, yeah. dude, it just it'll. Like I said, again, if you'll put your guard down a little bit, it'll really mm-hmm. suck you into mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, Two Towers. Would would you say that's your favorite of the three? I know the no, answer. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I, I'm right there with you. I love Two Towers, but I've always been the – I like closure. So I love okay. The Return of the King. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's probably my favorite. But Two Towers is – Definitely, yeah, a close second. Yeah, so. yeah, no doubt. Well, Return of the King, obviously, that's the final one of the trilogy. Um, I have heard some people say 
they thought there should been should have been four movies. Hmm. That Return of the King should have been split into two. That that the uh, fourth or third movie, how you want to put it, the extra movie they should have made, uh, it should have started with the Battle of Gondor. That's where the movie should have stopped and started. That somehow they should have figured that out. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I've never read the books, so I don't right. know if you could speak a little more to that. Maybe the books are set up different. Well, the books Possibly. are set up different. Um, honestly, like each book, Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King, each one are has two books in it. It said like like it'll say book one and then book two. Okay. And like the way it's set up in just Two Towers, for example, the way it's set up is the whole all the stuff that happens with Merry and Pippin are one book, and all oh. the stuff. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Frodo and Sam. All the stuff that happens with Frodo and Sam uh-huh. is one book, and all the stuff that happens with everybody else is like another book. So okay. it's like, okay. but in the movie they did a good job of doing it. Like this is going on while this is going Staggered on. Staggered, you know. Th- okay, I'm waiting. Kind of thing. And okay. So I could see how they could say that by doing that, but I also feel like that could have just been a money grabbing because I, I feel like when they split like everybody split in the last books did we really need to have two Twilight movies that were the we same book we didn't need to have the first four or <laughs> I mean, it was you know, anyways but whatever but, we can talk about that I'm not just kidding not really um, I, I agree I agree it's money grab mm-hmm. and I think the people saying that are the ones that they're the type of fans that if they did it they complain about it yeah. but since they didn't yeah. do it they complain about it so yeah, and I guess I'm also coming from a place that I just loved it so much that I can't yeah. imagine it yeah. being different. You True, know? yeah, that's so. that's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. Um, I did, and it's not a complaint, it's just an observation, and understandably so, I did feel like it moved a little fast. It did, it did. And not a complaint, again, but just casting-wise, this isn't a complaint. My complaint with Frodo was a legit complaint. I just right. don't like that guy in that mm-hmm. role. But um, the lady that kills the Witch King. I'm sorry, I can't remember mm-hmm. her name. Yeah, Eowyn? Yes. She didn't do a bad job. I don't think she's a bad actor. Or, excuse me, actress. I think the way that they made her seem in the movie was a little too weak and fragile. At first. Because mm-hmm. she got... She got kind of ballsy, obviously, there yeah. at the end. Yeah. But she went from, like, cooking soups right, and, like, and and whatever else and almost being almost like a maid in some ways. Yeah. At first, when you first were introduced to her, mm-hmm. to all of a sudden she's putting on armor and into battle. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I don't want to say, man, it's not a complaint. I just feel like maybe directing-wise, if they would have told or made her seem a little... Mm-hmm. Stronger, a little more bullheaded at first. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm think. Maybe she was overly emotional. Maybe right. that's what I think of. Well, and I think they didn't. Maybe they didn't do a good job of showing this. I think. The, I think the actual story is though that she, she did all that stuff because it was like that's what women did. Right. Her, yeah. I mean, you know, and so she couldn't really do what she wanted to do, and that's why she snuck, and that's why she. Right. I know, understand that too. That kind of stuff, yeah. but. But I, I think they could have maybe done a better job showing that. Okay, you know, yeah, that's, that a, make way, sense? that's a good way to think of it like, too. Yeah, it almost seemed like she was doing favors the whole time. Right? Maybe that you know, I don't know, but I don't think it's her fault. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of. Well, no, I'm not gonna go. I was gonna say like with Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader, but this is that is not the same scale. Right. I'm not saying they're comparable. I'm right. just saying that side by side, mm-hmm. kind of the same thing I'm talking about. You have someone who's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just wasn't directed in the right way, right. and maybe their way of wanting to portray her, mm-hmm. in my selfish look at it, just wasn't quite to make that jump from making soups to chopping off the heads of mm-hmm. uh, drakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a little much, right. just just a little much. I have no problem with her killing the witch king. Her line, mm-hmm. "I'm no man." Yeah, that was amazing. That and was great. That's, that's straight out of the book too. Is like, it that okay? Happens, cool. That Good. happens in the book just like that. Good. That wasn't a. That wasn't a thing that they changed. That was that's like in the book, so it's, Good. it's like cool. Good. I, that's just one of those things. It just not that it sticks out to me, but after mm-hmm. you watch it several times, yeah. I like to nitpick a little things mm-hmm. like that and just whatever. But what? Yeah. What? Did, let me ask you this: What did you think when they first started showing the Witch King? Like when they started putting on his helmet oh. and like 
like it was like that's one bad dude. Yeah. Like I just had that sinking feeling yes. when I saw that. You know? Yeah, he and, and it was so cool because they he puts on his gloves right into the camera and yes. they slowly put his helmet on and um, uh, what's his name is is kind of almost like he's whispering it in your ear uh, the, the who he is whenever he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, Minus Morgul? Yeah, yeah, Minus Morgul. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my gosh! Why can't I think? Smeagol. Smeagol's mm-hmm. telling him about it, stuff like that. While he's putting, again, somatic or, or from a from a visual standpoint, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so good. But my favorite part is just his helmet. Yes. The helmet. It's not like um, polished, mm-hmm. smooth steel or whatever. It's real yeah. rugged, like it's been hammered. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that oh. design. I'm not going to give it away, but in the extended edition, there's a scene with him and Gandalf. And I cannot believe that it's not in the regular version. What? You just have to watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I mean, really? I mean, yeah. Dude, I'm missing out on some stuff. Okay, I'm going to have to to do this. Okay, I'm I'm going to let you borrow it. I got it upstairs. I'll get it before you leave. I got you. I got you. Um, Let me ask you. Mm hmm. You have to pick one part that is your favorite. Oh, that's easy. Go ahead. That's easy. It, it, and it's hands down every time. They're in the city. They're barred up. They pretty much feel like they've lost in, in Minas Tirith. And all of a sudden, you hear the horns of Rohan. And then you look over and the sun's shining. The horns are blowing. And just that hole from then until Rohan starts clearing the field, like that part just gives me the chills, like like none other. And part. the camera pulls back so yeah. you can see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's really good. For for me, I'm gonna go uh, a little a little less actiony. Mm-hmm. When when um, uh, Mount Doom erupts, yeah, and you see everyone look at the mountain. And they're really excited, like, "Oh yeah, Frodo, all right." And then the realization, and then it sets in. Yeah, and man, the emotion, the emotional change on everyone's face mm-hmm. was very well done. Yes, and it's 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 good. It's a really good scene because mm-hmm. that that's that's a very realistic thing. Yeah, there you know mm-hmm. it, whether it's in your life or through other books and stuff like that, you, or you have personal experiences, whatever. There's ups, but there's always the downs. Mm-hmm. And with them, it was that fast. Yeah, it really set in, and everybody showed that real good. Mm-hmm. It was great, man. And I love that part. Overall, one of my favorite things about the Lord of the Rings trilogy is that. When you finish watching it, you almost feel like you did those things. Like, you, you definitely feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. And not many movies can do that. Yep. Not many movies can do that at all. And yep. that's, that's one of my, I mean, I almost get a little depressed when you finish watching yep. because it's like, well, what's next? Yep. Like, you know, yep. I mean. <laughs> yep. Well, um, was this in Return of the King or was it Two Towers when Smeagol steals the bread? And plants the crumbs. Yeah, that's Return of the King. Okay. Yeah. Like even that part, you're like, oh, that's so dirty. Yeah. You get, you almost get agitated. You're like, mm-hmm. oh god, man, because mm-hmm. you know everybody's had somebody blame them for something they hadn't done. You're right. Just like, oh man, then he's like, no, you're the problem. Yeah. Like poor Sam, yeah. man. Yeah. They do a really good job of pulling you yeah. in and feeling the struggle. Mm-hmm. They did a great part of that. And I, I think Sam's Sam's acting. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Aston. I think he did a great yep, job. I agree, Sam. I agree. I don't want to go down that road, but no, it's but, just yeah. a Frodo man. Yeah, but so, um, this yeah. this trilogy, just to kind of I guess wrap up everything a little bit, this trilogy and even the first three two, I think we can agree that the original trilogy is our favorite. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that it's been done over. And over and over again, there's been a cartoon about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the books are obviously very old, but how old are these movies now? 12, uh, 13, 14, The 15? first one came out in 2001. Okay, so they're so like, 18 years yeah, old. Like, it's still to this day. Now, you think how far computers and stuff mm-hmm. like that have come. Visually, mm-hmm. it's still stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the score 
in my opinion, it's like it's historically legendary. Absolutely, it's, I believe it. Absolutely, to me, and it might be controversial, but it's up there with John Williams and the Star Wars. Absolutely, score. I really I believe t- that. I believe that as well. Um, it's something that I don't think they ever, ever need to remake in any way, nope. shape, or form. You are correct. Not, not a bit. Could they do prequel stuff? Yes, because they are with Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You want to go post a little bit? That's fine. This needs to be left alone. I agree. And I mean, I agree. Unless they tell me they redone the whole thing with all the original actors minus Frodo, then I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, you can but, put a loaf of bread in Frodo's place and be fun too. But, um, but, but yeah, I agree. Because this is a timeless trilogy. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like mm-hmm. Star Wars before it and Lord of the Rings now, I just think it's timeless. And and I've said this before in another podcast, another episode, um, you were talking about it's still stunning and it, I believe that's because it was in that sweet spot of computer generated plus real and I think because of that it it doesn't look overly computer generated because the other things that were computer generated at that time look overly computer generated you yeah. know but somehow not Jurassic Park though, which that's is true. weird. That is true. Uh, but you know, which that hey, Jurassic Worlds and all that. That's that's probably another episode. Yeah, cause, yeah, because yeah, I love those. I, but. I agree. But yeah, that I think you said it best. It's timeless. And like I was saying, it does not need to be remade. There's not. There's just there's just no more you need to add. Mm-hmm. No more you need to take away the extended versions and stuff like that. That's gonna happen. That mm-hmm. that I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that it was done such an injustice. Mm-hmm. It needs to have justice served to it because right. it's. I don't think anyone's ever gonna say it's perfect. Right. But for the stacks and stacks of content to put into something, mm-hmm. it's pretty darn close. Yeah, it's it is. pretty darn close. And, yeah. and just real quick to. Like I said, the score and all that, and then the costumes and the weapons and everything like that. Tough to beat. It is. Tough to beat, my man. Tough to it beat. Is. I've really enjoyed this. Me too. I've really enjoyed this. This is, We could probably make three or four more about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, we could. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And um, if you like this podcast, then subscribe so you can keep up to date with all we've got going on. And we thank you so much. Um, and remember, not all who wonder are lost. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Flicks and Joysticks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the subscribe button below to never miss an episode. And don't forget to like us on Facebook.